that's another our another episode of Mind Culture podcast. Today we have Alexander Chernyshkov, the man of many many talents, who I would describe as a contemporary composer, composer obviously improviser, but also director, uh, choreographer. Even though he's uh, <laughs> coming from the field of composition, as well as a producer, as we just learned. Nice to be here. <laughs> nice to have you here. Al. So tell me about this project that you did with crowdfunding, actually, because yeah, you, last, one and a half years ago you did crowdfunding, mm -hmm. and you did a project in Moscow, and I'm actually curious how the experience was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically it was. Uh, like we had this, I mean, everything started like a, one year before that with, uh, with this first, first, actually first opera or music theater that I wrote, this transcription of, a, of an error, transcription of a mistake. So, and it was like the first experience of actually composing, not a, a piece anymore, so not a like a musical composition, but already composing gestures, composing, uh, I don't know, laughter, smiles, uh, movements, but it all would come from, uh, from a musical logic. So actually it was mm -hmm. still a musical piece, but then it, was, uh, it would become actually a music theater. And we did the first premiere at the Venice Biennale in 2016. And after that it was okay. It was, and it was so, the feeling was so mm -hmm. awesome. Like by doing it, like the first, rehearsal, the first two rehearsals, which were actually pre-rehearsals. So like it was already still a month before the premiere, before the, actually, do I look? Here or there? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, good. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Talk, that's okay, fine. good. <laughs> and and we had so one month before that we had these pre-rehearsals. And normally when you are um, working as a composer, so you you are like months months at home writing the score, then you give it to musicians, then you start doing it, and then it's like uh, basically two three rehearsals which are always very stressed because mm -hmm. you have those, I don't know, one rehearsal is one hour, the second two hours, whatever. It's basically, it's all about getting the score good and then it's already general or even not general and it's a premiere and maybe another one and it's over. And here in the music theater or a theater, you have actually normally you have like six weeks every day, six hours a day, every day for six weeks. And in that case, it was everything low budget, so we had, um, like actually one week mm -hmm. uh, or like one week plus those two pre-rehearsals. So we are coming in and finally I'm rehearsing and we have like the whole day, three days in a row and we're trying things out. Mm -hmm. there, there is already the score, so we are doing already the piece, but then suddenly there is this moments when you can just, just kind of like be very uh, free because you have time mm -hmm. and you say, okay, okay, repeat that, but do it slower. And you just like, and I will just, you like you I will conduct the, your dynamics and stuff like that so you start actually composing in real time or checking things out so how many days did you have to set up the piece because you said that normally you have how many like there are so many questions I yeah. have to the process of contemporary composition but actually you said that normally you have three days just with rehearsing with the orchestra or whatever yeah, you compose it, on? Yeah, it always depends on, like, on the difficulty of the piece and duration. So if it's an orchestra, it's normally even less, so the conductor will normally set the, the rehearsal wow. schedule. So he will tell, okay, for this piece we will need, uh, I don't know, one rehearsals with the separate groups and then two big ones or some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If it's a bigger piece, then longer. If it's a chamber music piece with people you know, then it's kind of just uh, the ensemble manager will say, okay, for the Chernyshkov piece, we will have a Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. But normally it's like three and then it's already a general sound check mm -hmm. and something like that. And for this one, you had more time. So. Yes, but music theater, everything changes because there mm -hmm. it's actually uh, you come from the perspective of, yes, the music and the score are already there before. So actually everything, everybody kind of comes to the rehearsals already prepared, already they know the score. Mm -hmm. So the rehearsals are actually about staging. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that the people actually, now it's actually the stage director's time now. So he, everybody already knows the music, so he's just, okay, you will do this aria while going from there to there and shaving yourself and jumping on one How leg. How long did you take for this? And, and I mean, we had like one week basically, oh. yeah. So that sounds like a luxury, like double the time. Almost. Yes, yes, but because it's... But they already know the music. 
Yeah, but it, again, it was a mixture because the, I was also, I mean, there was actually a stage director with me. We were working together, but it was very hand-in-hand -hand work. So, because the music was very much involving stage movements mm -hmm. as well. So he was like, it was me starting and, and saying, okay, let's do this and do this. And then he would be, okay, Sasha, now I will go. And then, and then at some point he would say, okay, what do we do now, Sasha? And I would go and we would mm -hmm. just exchange, mm -hmm. so to say. And the funny thing that I noticed like in the first rehearsals was like, it was so much fun. Fun, like I never had this fun in rehearsals. Mm. Like you have this kind of fun, this, you know, this flow, mm. like, okay, maybe you're not always sure, but it's like, like you're just finding, uh, you're just trying things out. Not this, not this. And at some point, yes, this, okay, we fix this, let's repeat and go on. This kind of, you know, mm. this fantastic feeling of, uh, of building something. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, which you don't have in the musical, normally musical rehearsals, because the score is already fixed. So mm -hmm. you just learn it and everybody learns it. So you just rehearse it and then you play it. Right. So it was like, wow, this is, I want to do it every day for the rest of my life, possibly. Okay, okay. So I, I guess you have a new director coming up right here. Yeah, but tell me, tell me once and for all, because I, mm -hmm. I have been uh, dancing and, and like choreographing musical theater, music theater uh, with, uh, well, we did a performance together, yes. But then also, also working with uh, Hannes Kirschbaumer mm -hmm. on, on two of his music theaters. But uh, can you explain me once and for all what is a music theater? <laughs> because when I think music theater, I think, you know, musical or mm -hmm. uh, well, opera yeah. or operette. Like that, that, that is the, the something that is already very kind yeah. of well, it's hard great, to it's, understand. It's a great what question. Is a music theater? All right. So strictly, if you would like in a normal context of just like people not knowing so much about it, if you say that that basically means opera. Like, okay. like uh, uh, the magic flute, uh, Pucci, uh, it's Puccini, a that's music theater. You have the okay. orchestra, singers, actors collaborating together. That's the uh, music theater. So there so is a score. Operette is also a music yes. theater. Yes. Everything, is, everything that has centers about music is a music theater, yes. right? Also musical would be actually a, a, music, a theater. music theater, yes. Okay. But what happens, in, especially in the 20th century, slowly, slowly, but I would say it actually kind of starts from the middle of the 20th century with uh, composers like uh, Dieter Schnebel, Goebbels, Apergis, uh, but also from Beckett already, because mm -hmm. he would write these uh, uh, short or long uh, pieces, uh, who, uh, which are very um, basically like little scores, like uh, they're very absurd or well, but uh, they're almost like uh, kind of like, you don't really, there's not so much to stage and there is some kind of music. There is, for example, scores, uh, he gives indications about light, also about music. So, and that, I would actually call that composed theater. Like, mm -hmm. this is actually the, and it's already a term which is already is being used. So it's composed not, theater. Composed theater. So it's basically, that means that there is or still a collective of people or one person who's still making the final decisions. Uh, and that person is working with all the elements of the theater, of the music theater. So light, music, text, and, uh, and movements, choreographies, let's say. And all these uh, elements, electronics, and I mean, you can extend it. And all these elements are, are not, there is not a clear uh, hierarchy. So basically mm -hmm. all these elements are being composed, uh, say, polyphonically. Maybe there is a the light, maybe there is a scene where the light is the main factor. Mm -hmm. uh, and because in the normal, the typical opera, say, mm -hmm. the hierarchy is absolutely predecided. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, there is a composer, either, either he already, he's dead, this is Giuseppe Verdi, or he's some, somebody who has been uh, ha commissioned. commissioned. He finishes the score, uh, there is a libretto before that, either it's an old one or a written one, so he has the text, so there is a libretto, then there is a score, then he delivers the score with all the parts to the things, and then the stage director receives it, and then he does what the hell he wants with it, maybe consulting Costing a little bit exactly and then and there is so the light rehearsals and everything and everything so there's the very predefined process with a lot of organization basically like movie making and mm -hmm. uh, like mm -hmm. cinema and it's also very like all the operas are working in that environment and it's very 
it's very productive. I mean, it has all this amazing, uh, you know, like there is one building only for costumes and for scenes. Um, but of course, you lose this uh, this possibility of mm -hmm. uh, like yeah, of having a different approach. So now in contemporary composition world, it's like more mixed. But then, why is it different than choreographing? Like well, I think actually it's not. I think probably it is actually. Uh, I see much more similarities with the contemporary dance because uh -huh. also the way of working is basically coming there. I don't know, like what is the schedule of a normal uh, troupe or dance uh, company? Well, but, it's very personal. Okay, very but personal. probably still every day you come, you rehearse, mm -hmm. and then at some point you fix it, and then you repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but then the composing happens in this process, right? Yeah, so, the, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because uh, what is choreography is also a big question. Like, there is, there is also, of course, this more traditional way of doing things. I'm even talking traditional way in, in contemporary choreography where, like, you have some kind of music, you have some kind of a set and you work, like you have some kind of props and you work with them and you create dance to it or with it or around it or it's some text as well. But there's also like performance art and then it becomes mixing with choreography, especially in mm -hmm. Vienna and it becomes this intertwined like Mm -hmm. art forms where it's like performers go on stage and maybe they don't even move anymore, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they like sing and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, talk and, yeah. and, and, and all of that. And but the process of, of uh, uh, defining the piece and composing it, that happens in the rehearsals. Absolutely, yes. So, so it's, it's really hard to, I mean, I can, maybe some people do it like this. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But for me, I could imagine that it's really, that the beauty of, of the contemporary dance is also because you don't have to have a, like an absolutely predefined idea. Mm -hmm. So you can actually come in, in the space and, and research. So you're not like this mastermind that wrote everything on paper, like mm -hmm. for a movie, but you actually come and do a research on a topic. Yes, yes. Well, that would, for me would be the similarity with the composed theater. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have uh, people in composed theater who maybe are working more like uh, masterminds and doing. I prefer really uh, stuff like that. Like basically, okay, I do come with idea, mm -hmm. but then we develop it. And then after the, rehears the rehearsals, then I would kind of fix it m more. I would kind of work on it already with the material that we yeah. tried. Like, because basically, why do you need that? Because you see what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And especially if you want to do stuff that, uh, like, you know, uh, try new stuff out that you don't know yet whether they will work or not, you need to see that. That's mm -hmm. actually an interesting link to stand-up comedy as well, because <laughs> like you, you never know if one thing is going to be fine yeah, on stage. for sure, for sure. And, and as I, I think that's why it's so important to have guests during your rehearsals, actually, mm -hmm. as well. And like yes. All these intermediate, intermediary showings where you yeah. like share with a group of friends or a group of strangers what yes. you do. And of course, if, if you're like a mastermind composer, it's very hard to do that. It's like you come with a sheet of paper and, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be working, but yeah, I mean, you have to be basically open and uh, if something that, that's another thing, very big difference between musical theater and like, so to say, uh, <laughs> written, like contemporary written music. Um, well, basically in theater, if something, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's like the, the, the bar is set mm -hmm. actually higher, I mm -hmm. would say. Like say that admitting that we are doing really like uh, high art and terrible work, but so to say like we are really having mm -hmm. want to do something special. The bar is higher because if something really doesn't work, whether it's because of light or whether it's because there wasn't enough time to develop it, or maybe maybe you even see shit, it's, it will it will work, it will be perfect. But uh, the general is in after tomorrow or there is no time. You just have to basically either cut it either or mm -hmm. do so, like you, you basically there is no way of saying uh, like like there is actually when you write a score you mm -hmm. do you do compose it and then maybe you do here in the rehearsal because I mean there is like for orchestra there is so many things and you have like two three rehearsals but then and, you can change like you can tweak it but you in, in yeah, yeah there's not, not so no much. time anymore and also there is no possibility I mean if it's some little thing like okay 
just let's cut the double basses and make the cello louder, whatever. Yes, you can do that. But if you're noticing that because the trumpets are not really coming through, the whole section doesn't make sense, you will not say, yeah, yeah. let's cut the section. Yeah. And not only because it's, it's, impo it's not possible, because actually it's possible, we just say uh, the, the bar from 100 to 150, we just cross it. But for a lot of psychological uh, issues, like if you say that, in a, in a like be, be before the orchestra, either you are already like an, an affirmed legend, otherwise it's like, aha, uh -huh, does he has Pressure, an idea? Yeah. yeah, does he has an idea what he's doing? Like, uh, oh, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, the more people, the more pressure, right? Yeah, especially orchestras <laughs> and uh, like institutions. Yeah. That's a uh, different, like, uh, wow. a different kind of things. Wow, but that that is. Uh... Yeah, that, I mean, I always find it amazing, like how, well, both film directors and, and like composers can actually pull it off this whole mastermind kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm always trying to develop it in myself, but somehow like there is, there is something great about just being in a, in a theater mm -hmm. where you can, or in a studio where you can try things and it's like nothing can, because also, I don't know, like, it's also about the innovation, the thing that you said, like, if I was, for example, always using the same movement, or if I was always using the same strategies, that would be a different story. But if I'm trying to, like, find, like, new ways to express yeah. with the body, or new ways to express with objects in the body, or whatever, it's, it's, it's not something that I can develop in my head, yes. in a way. But that's great. That's great that to be aware of that because yeah. then you just like the now right now we're rehearsing this piece for Starisha Herbst and we have this thing that I, I, I schedule the rehearsals that we have one week in May. Mm -hmm. Then the next rehearsals are two weeks in August and then two weeks in September. So you have time to think. Yes. About it. So there was this one development moment after this. I, I like I absorb it and I compose more, but still not not until the end. Mm -hmm. We will like in, in two weeks we will work on it again and uh, and then already the last phase so to say mm -hmm. and there you can kind of mix this both uh, met like methods mm -hmm. you still plan things but then you check them out and uh, and then of course if you have the 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 luckiness or the the fortune of having you know like people that you kind of know or you work already with then you can you know basically like you can try there is some trust mm -hmm. right. So you just at some point you say, okay, I, I have no idea how, how this thing goes on, and uh, and can you help me? Yeah, for example, or like or uh, normally people have so many ideas on their yeah. own that you don't even need to say they're right. already saying. Oh, and then I do this. So you're basically sometimes you go in the background, you just absorb everybody, and then. Uh, but like you're also very open, like uh, spirit. So if you were only to to make a choreography, you probably would be also very interested in that, like. I have the feeling that the music is because uh -huh. I mean maybe I, I make a link to something else because like when it comes to contemporary composition like first of all what is contemporary composition mm -hmm. <laughs> that is my first question and second of question like how do you uh, well that first of like the, what is contemporary composition mm -hmm. because yeah there are different kinds of music and you know people listen to mm -hmm. uh, experimental music but it's like not really experimental comparing with what you are doing mm -hmm. as, 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 you know, as, a, as an artist. Yeah. Group. Oh, and, you and know, I'm, uh -huh. and I'm, I'm actually curious, uh, like, well, it's so many questions, but anyway, like, how do you come up? Like, how do you come to do what the things that you're doing? Because you're working with objects, you're working with like, actually mm -hmm. deconstructing objects, deconstructing mm -hmm. instruments. Uh, deconstructing voice, de mm -hmm. deconstructing the process of composition itself. Yeah. Like, how, where does it come well, from? Well, it's, it's actually, basically, it's, it's, well, it's easy in the sense that, first of all, I am aware that uh, it's, not, it's not so, I mean, at the end, of course, uh, we come to the society where there is, it seems that it's me who, who does it. And yes, it's me who kind of says the words and does the things. But there was a moment uh, yeah. where I was very aware that actually I'm just sitting at some point and then at some point an idea comes. Mm -hmm. And then I just, this idea just stays, you just think about it and then maybe another link comes and then it maybe it forms and then you just write it down. 
And it, it, is, it was very obvious for me that actually I did nothing to have that idea. Mm -hmm. All I did was actually give, uh, give some space to the idea to come. Like right. basically sitting down without you know, worrying about uh, having to run somewhere and all sort of stuff. Just, just chilling down basically, mm -hmm. but in an alertive way. Like you know, chilling down, looking, looking around and still already having, of course, some sort of gravity in my head. Like, okay. I don't know, two, two, year, two days ago, I was in Verona before coming to Vienna yesterday, and uh, um, I was at the balcony, and there is just the, the light was in a strange way, and there was this, uh, like, uh, actually, Kiparis, like this Cipresso, this, uh, you know, these trees that are mostly in the cemeteries in Italy, like very high, and mm -hmm. there. So there is this, the, the tree standing, and it, it's, it's, all, it's not completely dark, but almost, and it's almost, the whole tree seems like a huge smoke. Mm -hmm. moving around and the wind also helps so so I'm just looking at this tree and and I, and then from very far away I hear a sound from a car which is like very loud but very far away and I mean this thing of uniting space in the so connecting one image with yeah, another image exactly so for me the, and then I would just okay then I just start to kind of evolve it in my head so for me then I wrote it down as a scene like say we are in a theater and say there is a huge smoke thing, maybe a chemical reaction happening, a real yeah. chemical reaction happening on the stage. Maybe like some, some of this fire snake, but a huge one, you know, like for half an hour it grows and grows, stuff like that. And at the same time, far away, you th there is something happening and you think it doesn't matter with the piece because maybe it's somebody on the street and it's something really, really loud and electrical, maybe it's actually a performer that has a throat microphone mm -hmm. and, and he's singing, talking and, it's, uh, and he has a feedback and it's like almost <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. And then suddenly he comes into the, into the theater. So, that, so it's first it's far away, fortissimo, but we hear it very pianissimo with the smoke. Mm -hmm. And we are not even sure where it's related or not. Then he comes in, it's a huge, it's a really huge burst of energy. Then he goes inside through the audience and then he just turn off the amplifier and all these uh, electrical sounds are just, just turn off into a very normal speech of him just talking actually. Maybe it's a advertisement of, uh, I don't know, dry or magenta or I don't know, like in free internet and wow. it's a... But then, then you say like you, you, you. Okay, so you combining images together, but also like, like I always feel trapped. I mean, when I'm creating that, okay, but then I, I need to create sense between this and this, mm -hmm. and then that has to connect to this topic, and then that has to perfectly make sense because there are gonna be people that they're gonna come to see the performance, mm -hmm. and they will try to make sense out of it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if if maybe contemporary composition is a little bit more free of making sense and mm -hmm. maybe I should rather move to that while doing exactly the same what I'm doing but mm -hmm. but uh, but I'm always looking for like you know this this freedom because what you described to me is like like yeah the feeling of freedom mm -hmm. freedom of creativity and yeah the, well that's that's what you have to search not the not <laughs> the, the thing that who will make sense I mean, of course, it, but I mean, the primary question is whether it makes sense to you. And mm -hmm. I mean, where do you draw the line? Okay, now it makes enough sense that I can put it out or not. That's actually a very, very open question. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and probably everyone has his different approaches, very personal. Like for me, I would actually, I would, I almost never ask myself this, but I always notice that at some point it comes to have a sense. And I always notice that when it has a structural sense, that the pieces kind of come together from a structural, energetical point of view, which makes That's a lot intuitive. of sense. Yes, exactly. Then, with the little right adjustments or points, whether it has to do with text or some topic, uh, it, it will also all tick together um, on, a, on another level as well. But musical like, or the composition experience is is mostly auditory, like that's the main sense that you're attacking, right? Mm, no, or? I would always put the text there. Text. But of, for, of course, for me, the main thing, for me, text is, is kind of, is, I would say it's 80% uh, uh, sounds and 20% meaning. Meaning. Mm -hmm. But I'm aware there is, of course, meaning there. But uh, I'm almost always, I notice it that normally I would very much enjoy somebody, for example, saying something very 
okay, I wouldn't say radical, but something meaningful. So somebody saying something to you, and then because of decomposition or some, some sort of process, you actually notice, okay, actually it doesn't matter what he says, it's actually, it's just a piece, okay, he wasn't actually talking. But then suddenly, suck, and again, he's talking to you. So mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. playing between this thing, whether what I'm saying is, uh, like right now I'm speaking, and of course you're listening, like mm -hmm. what I'm saying is the primary focus. But it probably would be enough that I just go Well, maybe not for the people listening. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone is watching from outside, I probably don't notice a difference. Exactly, but then you see, then your focus is actually on how I'm saying it, mm -hmm. because I just maybe saying, whispering it. Mm -hmm. So that becomes, becomes the... And that's what happens when you hear, mostly you hear an aria or a song, or like something that there is a text, and it, you, you actually listen to how it's... So well, when it comes to opera, like, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get any word they say. Oh, for instance. Because it's in Italian or Russian or whatever. And also it has a strong vibrato, so you yes, don't hear, like you, you don't, don't I don't get it. anything. Like, I can read on internet uh, what is the transcription of it, but yeah. other than that, I don't get it. It's just music, 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 dance, 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 or Yeah, I mean, of course, the, the, the meaning is still there. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, right now I was exaggerating, of course. You know, it's like you've been hearing to a song without knowing the words and you've been enjoying it 100%. Mm -hmm. Then after two years, you just, you just suddenly yeah, you read the text mm -hmm. and aha, it was this. Maybe it even changes completely. Yeah, sometimes, you know, when I listen to songs, actually it's this, like you get the sensation and then once you read the lyrics, yeah. it's, it's even more. It's even more, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or the opposite. Or the it's opposite. less, it destroys the songs and, completely. Yes. Both happens, yeah. both happens. Do you listen to music? Yes, but less and less. Okay, why? Uh, from two, three years uh, in, in this direction, like, like listening, okay, going to live events, concerts, mm -hmm. yes, always. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, when I do it, I try to do it most of the time. But like being at home or being somewhere and putting the music, like almost never from these last two, three years. Yeah, that's what I had also with Hannes Kirschbaum mm -hmm. when I sp spoke with him. It's a, I think it's a contemporary composer thing. Like <laughs> Before, all the time. Yeah. Like okay. since I was like from 12 years old, almost never had without headphones. Every time, even falling asleep, mm -hmm. going around, always, always. Like my mother was actually then putting the stereo away from me and stuff. I mean, not, not, nothing crazy, but just really all the mm -hmm. time. And now I don't know, it's like uh, I do listen uh, still a lot to some, it might be an audiobook or a, mm -hmm. or a podcast. Uh, less podcast is more like some audiobook or some, um, um, like a lecture, you know, like on biology or on some, some, some topic that interests mm -hmm. me. But music, no. Not so much, no. Why? And if music then really something concrete, like right. you, uh, like, like, I don't know, magnetic feel, like uh, pop songs, uh -huh. or like, I don't know, Bach or, Chopin or Chopin or something, not an orchestra, something which is, uh, you can really, because I mean, you hear it through the headphones. Like, why would you hear a huge orchestra through your headphones? I mean, we, when you listen to it through headphones, it's mm -hmm. really uh, like, it's a, it's a different experience which is actually amazing. I mean, it has its, uh, its great power, but then I just noticed that uh, I rather, like I would never, almost never listen to contemporary music piece in headphones, unless it's really just, I need yeah, to know it. Yeah, that's what I also feel with contemporary music. It's like that once you're there, like where they actually play it, then you have like a full, incredible experience. Yeah. But if you, if you put it on YouTube and you're like, it sometimes can be very, very flattened, the experience, yes. like, like mm -hmm. but it makes sense if you're there. Yeah. But if you're not there, it's just... Yes, absolutely. That's, uh, that's, I mean, and of course, because there is, uh, there's been so much research in contemporary music mm -hmm. on the timber, on the Klangfarbe, um, how is it in English? Timber. Uh, timber, right? right? Yeah. So the color and all the, like, the research was huge, you know, like, if it was only, before, like, take a string instrument, if before it was basically pizzicato, and of course, different articulation. Acousmatic music, right? No, no, acousmatic, that would be already, um, actually, electronical music, like, mm -hmm. already music made for loudspeakers or headphones. But uh, even uh, normal acoustic music with instruments, 
the research there from the 50s, 60s, uh, from the spectral music, like mm -hmm. the French school or the Lachenmann, uh, all the extended techniques, you know, like, you know, like all these little nuances which are very well heard and made through. Of course, they very much lose their um, grasp, mm -hmm. grab, grip mm -hmm. uh, in, when you just listen like this. So yet, of course, it's like if you put on, uh, I don't know, Bach on the piano, the information, like you still receive, I think, uh, I would say 80% of the information that was put in the piece, if you, because you if you hear mm -hmm. the piano correctly, so you get it. If you hear an orchestra or a contemporary music piece, you, I think you just get already 50% of information of all the nuances because they're flattened and I mean, they're things happen, happening around. Yeah. Yet, yet, of course, the headphones. Sometimes there are good headphones. I, I, I have seen there are some good headphones too, but I guess it's, but then you need also good recording. And yeah. I guess that's, that's also sometimes a problem. Mm, okay, so you, you said you don't listen to music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny thing. That's a, that's a, that's a funny thing too. Not so Hopefully. much. Like if, if you ask me what's the last But you've thing. been uh, actually, you started with a punk rock band? Yeah. Noise yes. band? Rock and roll and then punk rock, yes. I played in uh, like in high school. It was actually like, I actually was a great big Beatles fan. Uh -huh. Like when I was 10 years old. So like I really came out from Beatles and then Led, Ze Led Zeppelin, Beatles, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Pink Floyd, Deep Purple. But then it kind of shifted through um, through Jimi Hendrix and and then into Miles Davis. Oh, it's even and then hard. it started like. To... And then was also the the whole Ramones, Green Day, Screeching Weasel kind of uh, bands. So I played that in in a couple of bands, and then I started to go more into jazz, uh, but like fusion jazz. Uh, and uh, so I was like really, I was actually inspiring mm -hmm. to be a guitar player and to play all that stuff. And then, the, uh, so actually I, I was in the conservatory as a guitar player, but then it was like kind of clear, like why would you spend so much time, like the performing really didn't work because it was this thing that at uh -huh. some point you would, I remember at some point when you're practicing, practicing, and then you understand that, okay, another, I don't know, another two weeks of practicing every day and you're gonna really master this piece. Like, or you can start, practicing something else and like I, I wouldn't have the patience of, yeah. of like once I would understand that I, I can do it uh -huh. I would lose the interest to to really practice it fuck I have the same thing <laughs> I have the same thing it's like you can have something at at, at 95 percent or you can have something at 90 percent and some other thing at 60. <laughs> so why have why practicing the same amount of effort for the last five percent if you can spend the same amount of effort learning new thing and a new thing and new thing and new thing? Yeah, for instance, yeah. It's and but, but for me that was uh, switching to composition because in composition until it's complete and performed, it's not done. It's uh -huh. uh, it's really it's you you still don't know what is it actually mm -hmm. even. So actually, you you do have the last experience, and it's and then like like, like that. But but for the for performing, yes, I would lose interest kind of very early and start doing other stuff, and then I would uh, uh -huh. like uh, know have a great uh, you know re repertoire and know a lot of stuff, but never really being able to perform it like fantastically. Yeah, yeah, I have this with breakdance now, like mm -hmm. because I'm learning breakdance as well for like last seven years this is like way to move that's highly relies on virtuosity so mm -hmm. yes there is style yes there is personal expression but there is also at its core like there's a lot of virtuosity so you have to nail the movement you have to not crash you have to do those acrobatic beautiful transitions and movements but you're not supposed to crash once you crash mm -hmm. so once you slip or like don't do movement perfectly it doesn't matter what you did mm -hmm. because you know yeah, 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 it yeah. just doesn't matter because you <laughs> you proven to be failure yes so uh. so it's a very different to contemporary dance where it's like 
Oh, we embrace the failure. So in a way, the bar of performing contemporary dance is like so much lower mm -hmm. on this virtuosic level because you can embrace the failure. You can you can like perform the failure. You can perform, mm -hmm. you know, not knowing something. Whereas in breakdance, you cannot. So <laughs> you have to be hundred percent confident and in and all that in all that you do. But then these movements they they take so much time and so much effort to learn that like somewhere around 60% of having actually mastered the movement, I'm like, but there's so many other interesting things I could yes. be exploring physically as well. And yeah. then it's like, then it's always this, this difficult journey to, in order to, because you need to be a bit knucklehead in order to, mm -hmm. to get some of those so-called power moves because they are like so difficult that you just need to repeat, 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 yeah. get the feedback, repeat, repeat, get the feedback and so on. But as yeah. I said, like there's some hundred other things that you could learn in between instead of yes. that. So that's so much more interesting. Yeah. And, and that is actually this re uh, search for freedom. Yeah. Because there you actually, you're searching that which, would, which you would like to do and have the, and have the, like the pleasure. Mm -hmm the satisfaction of doing that. And, and I think that's much more, like when you have that, that uh, transforms, that shines through the performance. Mm -hmm. Like when mm -hmm. you see somebody who is doing that and he's having, like you can see he's like, it's just, it just another thing. Mm -hmm. So for sure, yeah. And of course, yeah, there is, I mean, there's always this talk, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work, but it's, it's, it's different, different when you do a lot of work because you really love it. So the half of the work is actually not even work. It's just like you're having time of your life. It's still work. Exactly. It's still work, but then, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's but, a, but you the know, kind of work you want to do. Exactly. And then, of course, there is maybe this part of the work which, like, uh, which is not that fun, like producing and having, uh, finding money. I don't know, whatever. But uh, but it, it just gets easier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, whenever I go to the studio, like I wanna be do doing the things that only cause me fun, like that only give me fun time. Because if I'm already spending so much time on organizing things, then like whenever I come to the studio, I just wanna have fun. Yeah. Because if I if I would have to suddenly, you know, because when I was in the university still, it was so important, like, because it was a different setting. So I didn't still know that the producing part of it, I didn't know that the real life part of it. Mm. So whenever I would go to the studio, it was, uh, it was always like, oh, but this artistic idea, let's negotiate it with this artistic idea. Is this important? How we do it like this? Or there's this negotiation, I think it gets so important, but like nowadays, if I go to the studio, I'm like, mm -hmm. I mean, fuck this. Yeah, fine, whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, this is fine and this is fine. It doesn't matter because the harder part is mm -hmm. actually organizing this to be even possible. So I have so much more fun now in the studio and so much less time in the studio now mm -hmm. <laughs> than before. <laughs> it's, yes, yes. It's, it's this freedom that has been taken away by being uh -huh. adult. Everything <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the way it all goes and it's actually pretty much a mystery. But you're also a p p improviser, like, well, what's mm -hmm. the difference? What's the, the, the experiential difference between improvising and, and composing? Yeah, you know, it was very, uh, a very natural thing. It, I, I wouldn't even call myself like, a, like it's a separate thing for me because at some point I was just... Um, you know, like uh, evolve, like uh, creating some instruments, mm -hmm. uh, not really like completely like newborn instruments, but basically taking, I don't know, taking uh, long tubes and connecting mm -hmm. them to the brass instruments and then putting on uh, different kind of mouthpieces from uh, Indian instruments or, or the, uh, I don't know, from clarinets and, you know, like combining the kind of different families and <laughs> so you get to crazy sounds and Super it's... Crazy. Uh, and it sounds really great. But then what happens is that exactly in that, uh, what we discussed, the way of rehearsing a piece in the contemporary music, you never have time even to set it up because you have like two rehearsals. Mm -hmm. So you bring all this stuff to the, um, to, the, to the player. And the fact is like, okay, he will do it. Basically, he will do what you say in the arc of time that is there. But it's not like he has the time of taking it and... Um, Digesting, yes, getting um, familiar with the new instrument. Exactly. Maybe somebody, yes, if he has his personal interest or he really is in, uh, like inspired. 
but normally he's, uh, it would be like, like, okay, he does it. Mm -hmm. So it was very obvious that, okay, that I will, I have to start to play it myself because then I would just, so then I started playing myself and the improvisation or like pre-composed improvisation uh, like would just absolutely overflow. So like there was like two, three, four, five years where it was much more of that. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that out of this, where, where you're just basically improvising and being pretty much free in the structure, then you would feel the need to have a little bit more structure. So the pieces mm -hmm. would start to so change. Part of the same process. Yes. Though, like actually, instead of researching in a studio, you're researching with live audience. So yes. You have actually uh, feedback. Yeah, actually, yes. And then, of course, when you compose, then at the end, you, you do have also live audience. So it's, it's more this, uh, it's actually like, the, uh, what, what would you like to be the kitchen for the, this end result? But then you don't judge yourself. I think that's, that's the important thing, because often, like, I love improvising mm -hmm. so much. Like, it's, I, I, as much as I love composing, I still love improvising. I mm -hmm. think it's yin and yang. But then there is always like, but, but then it has to look good, mm -hmm. but then it has to work for the audience. So you kind of cut corners there, like, you know, like solutions that work for sure. And sometimes yeah. you don't explore fully, yeah. but you go for things that work. Yeah. But I don't think you have this. I don't think so. I, I actually, normally there is a... Like yeah, an, a an inhibited improviser. <laughs> I, I think there is a, some sort of like, I, I think call him rebel is a little bit too, too flattering, but some sort of guy who just gets angry with myself and then I, I actually try to fuck it up a little mm -hmm. bit. So then I kind of do, like I try to surprise myself. So I do maybe like I, I you know, like I stand up during the improvisation and go into another room and I start to play very loud from that room without knowing how it's gonna be, I mean, knowing pretty much how it's gonna be perceived there. But without preconceiving, yeah, even without planning it, or maybe, maybe I mean, I've done it more times, so then at some point I know that it can happen, but not planning it. So, yeah, but of course, of course, uh, I mean, there is always this moment. Okay, the, the improvisation starts, and it's like there is uh, this uh, magical emptiness in the mm -hmm. in, this, in the thing that you don't know, but then you're kind of you're you're just letting yourself be in the moment and kind of uh, letting it guide you and that's true sometimes when you start when there is a, this the dialogue starts to like ah should shouldn't have shouldn't like or you did something and then there is a little technicality like for example the motor doesn't start because the amplifier has to be I love that mm. I love I love errors also yeah lo but but <laughs> the kind of errors that I can control because for example now in the setup if something gets broken I can I don't have tools to fix it but mm -hmm. if it's like art yeah then then i love it yeah but then of course uh, sometimes it happens and then it's just uh, it depends sometimes it's stuck and it's just actually and everybody then after says you oh and that that was really great <laughs> like uh, was it planned it's really and, great how you <laughs> fell down there yeah. i love that i love this slip you felt it was so natural so it was natural, so yeah. it was so well yeah. performed <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, actually there happens. is, there's, I mean, you still can, kind of come to this thing that you, there are no recipes and no rules, but of course you're kind of working to build this set of tools, but mm. then, then you do something. And, but then, for example, you know, like I remember this one thing, we had this duo with uh, Marina Poliuchina and we played together. And I remember I was so, so frustrated during this, this thing. I was like really, having the, the feeling that I was, that this was really going bad. Mm -hmm. And like having this continuous mental dialogue of, uh, you know, like, uh, you should just like stop and don't play. And uh, so I was absolutely sure that the, it was, it was be terrible. And then after we finished, she comes to me and says, wow, you played so amazingly. Like, like you, like, and so, and then I would listen to the CD after it. And actually it was actually sound pretty good. So, so I don't know, it's like, you know, the, the, the voice inside your head is just, just another voice. Mm -hmm. So, so don't listen to it. <laughs> well, be aware of it, but yeah. don't, don't trust it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Like, it's like the mirror. Like it's always, it's like you look in the mirror and you see an image of yourself, but it's not you. It's a projection. Actually. Yeah, exactly.
And it, it's uh, the mirror it's, can be crooked. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are you interested? Because you're. It's maybe comes from improvising actually. Like now it makes sense. But because you're super interested in error mm -hmm. and failure, and and so on. So they did the piece, several pieces, I guess, already on some kind of a mistake. Yes. Yes. Why? Well, it's the error would be would be exa exactly this crossing uh, crossing point of. Uh, you know, order and chaos, uh -huh. you know, coexisting and pum, in this moment there, the error is just actually this... Because there's beauty. Happening. Yeah, there is this actually this uh, clear intention of doing something defined mm -hmm. and then not succeeding and, uh, and something undefined becomes defined. Right. So it's, you're, it's exactly that little borderline of thing. So of, uh, of, I don't know, of mystery. And, and, and also, it, it really doesn't have this control. It's like, uh, it can really be fucked up, maybe. Maybe, mm -hmm. like, like, not even then saying, oh, but then it was so, this error was so nice. It really gave another light. No, maybe it's, it's gonna be, it's, it's really like you forgot to turn on the microphone, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. stuff like, like that. True, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and, but at the same time, you, you just like slowly notice that in life, you basically... Constantly solving problems? Yeah, and that if you just don't, like, the, the mistakes are inevitable. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. So you, like, as soon as you learn to embrace them, uh, the sooner you just kind of like, you know, you just learn to go forward smoothly. I love, I think this is the improviser talking mm -hmm. right now. I love this as well. I love like figuring out things as I go. Yeah. It's like, okay, today you're going to do this. Okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, this, the, and there is also this kind of like tear, like if, if there is something really, uh, you know, that like scares you a little bit that you have to do, you know you have to do it. And then you maybe you're also procrastinating because you're afraid, be uh -huh. because you're not sure. And, and it seems very important and so on. And, and that's, that's a curious situation because we all have them, right? Yeah. And the, sure. only thing that, the only thing that helps is actually doing it. Yeah. When you start doing it, actually the fear kind of goes away because then now you are doing it, you know? Now yeah, you're, yeah. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the mistakes, you know? That's the, like, the living error because... So do you feel inspired by uh, the crisis that we have <laughs> right now? Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it crisis, but probably it is. I, I mean, for if it's like, health crisis, yeah. economic crisis of sorts. I, yeah, I mean, I'm for structural crisis structure, of the society, yes. health and everything. Yeah, although Austria is doing pretty well, but still, mm -hmm. it's a crisis. Like we are, like we are going. I'm going actually uh, in tomorrow. No, the day after tomorrow day after to tomorrow. Latvia. But mm -hmm. they put us on the like they put Austria on the black, like on the yellow list of sorts. So when we uh, arrived there, we were supposed to get tested and then we were supposed to not mix with the participants. We would do choreography, but, uh, but then uh -huh. we work with people when, when we work is fine because there's an exemption, but if we eat together with them, that's mm -hmm. not fine anymore. Mm -hmm. so, so we have to sleep in separate apartments from everyone, eat in separate apartments from everyone, leisure mm -hmm. time separately from everyone, but to work is no problem. It's like this is so weird. It's kind situation. of strange. Yeah, kind of strange. It's like, yeah, that's. Um... But also, speaking of error, I'm recently, I've always actually, I've been in, interested in the dance, the beautiful dance that fails because mm -hmm. to be beautiful, because there is so much pathos in dance. There is so much pathos in in like movement expression. Like of course in the movies, in all the popular culture, there's always pathos. But even in contemporary dance itself, there is so much. Pathos, and I think mm -hmm. if if you do exactly opposite, as a comedy or not as a comedy, like there is also like some some big unexplored area of mm -hmm. of, of expression. I think that's where the error is interesting. Yes, yes, it's it's really re like actually this morning I was rehearsing with this uh, drummer and uh, and a dancer. I mean she's a dancer, but also she's talking. She's uh, mm -hmm. uh, for this piece that I'm doing, that we are doing, and. Uh, and kind of, okay, we came to the point that, okay, maybe it has to be a cool dance there. Mm -hmm. Like cool, groovy, beautiful uh, dance. And nobody, uh, like no one of us has really an idea what it, what it, has, what it is. So all I know is that actually she, she has some sort of um, very practical things that she actually 
she's like, I mean, you, you could say she's making mistakes, but actually what she does is she's just like, she's coming to a space and she just has to, she's just remembering what she has to do. She's like, okay, so right, uh, right or left? Yes. Okay, then I do, okay, then I go like this. All right, and then I jump, uh-huh. And all this thing that I did like now, this, and uh-huh, jump, bump, okay, mm-hmm. So she's just checking, she's just remembering, she's just mm -hmm. making a technical run-through of a situation. And this thing that somebody has making a, making a technical run-through of a situation has to evolve into something which is actually becomes very a concrete, uh, like a dance, like a saraband or, or, or a modern saraband or whatever. But only on a certain level. For example, she does this, but then maybe there is some way of uh, like, uh, maybe an, a musical instrument or a trigger or something, and then it becomes faster and faster. So at some point, something which you see is just, um, just somebody like figuring things out. And then it becomes faster or slower, what I know. So you're doing choreography. And at some point, she is actually a dance. I, I, I don't know, I guess so. I guess so. I'm, I'm afraid to say that because I'm afraid also to yeah, say like we, a we already don't have many jobs, but <laughs> now we have even less jobs. Uh, thanks to Alexander. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but and it's yeah. actually an interesting topic because yeah. also stage yeah. directing, like I'm, I'm kind of doing that, but then I'm, I'm not really a stage director. Mm -hmm. I also like working with act actors. I started doing that, but it's a completely di mm -hmm. different universe. Absolutely. Like with the musicians, there's, it's so easier. But for this me. is great. Like I think this is great about being contemporary artist of any kind that you can like fluently move, meander between things you can actually do because none of this thing is that this defined in order for you to, to exclude you from trying it at least. And I think you can because it's not defined then there is no one way to do it, so there's mm -hmm. or a given way to do it, so, so basically everything is valid, but yes, there, of course, there's always a craft that is nice to have, but also sometimes an openness is nice to have. So for example, if a complete ignorant like me would start doing music, maybe I come up with something interesting mm -hmm. too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so then if, you can also kill me for doing it because mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't studied for many years. <laughs> yes, but you know, there is some sort of like, um, you know, if you, it's, it's just, you know, like if you're sure about like for some reason, maybe you, maybe you just like some sound, right? And yeah. then you start to experiment with it. And then at some point you make a piece with this, with the sound. It's basically like as, as long as you are, I'm not sure if confident is the right word because it has like some sort of annotation of this self-confidence, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. believe in yourself and stuff, which is fine. But I'm talking more about this thing, like if you really like it and you kind of like, you're absolutely sure and you cannot fake it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not so sure, then you're not going to be so sure. You can actually, mm -hmm. then you have to be confident. Then you have to, mm -hmm. <laughs> but otherwise, if you're just really genuinely like it, for sure, there's going to be somebody. Yeah, okay, but that's not music. Whatever. Mm -hmm. that, but that's being said against every. Like you don't, don't even have to listen. So, I remember like there was an interview about Pink Floyd with about Sid Barrett uh, with mm -hmm. uh, Roger Moore. No, who's the guitar? The other guitar player. It's like you had Sid Barrett, who was this uh, very um, like uh, like um, how can I say like a primitive genius. Like he would actually like explore the guitar in a in a very personal way mm -hmm. and he would actually not really play it in a way that other did but um, but he kind of like for him was this is the way to play with a coin yeah no, no this, well, is, this is this is a uh, uh, queen but uh -huh. but in pink floyd it was also a genius but playing with a coin yeah, the guy from Pink Floyd, uh, sorry, from, from Queen played uh -huh. with the coin. Pro I don't know that one. Maybe. Brian. Brian May. Yeah. 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 Maybe you, you can show. Jimi Hendrix used to play with his teeth. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. But it was just more, and, and this other guitar player, he said, like, like you know, this, this thing that if you just do it and you, for you, that's the way you do it, then that becomes the way it is. It is. And mm -hmm. then you just, either you accept it or not. So then, uh, so then this, uh, when you say like, okay, maybe without knowing nothing about music, I can do something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's basically, it's up to you deep down in your core to decide uh, whether it's good or not, mm -hmm. actually. 
-hmm. And I mean, of course, many will say, okay, this is, this is shit, but, or this is genius, but that doesn't really matter at the end if you kind of, <laughs> or, or does it? Well, I think it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing because there is also this thing in dance, like there's a lot, exactly, performance art is dominating the field of choreography in my, in Vienna, let's, let's say. And then there is, uh, there's gonna be people who focus less on, on like all the technicality of how to express with the body, for example. So mm -hmm. they, they focus more on the topic, they focus more on the, uh, I don't know, props, they focus more on, on, on writing a great concept, for example, mm -hmm. or, or like making that make everything make sense, but they focus less on, uh, I don't know, training every day, for example. So there is also this, Mm -hmm. I, I think both both are valid. It's just I think uh, the most the nicest uh, maybe results are if you combine both. If you combine actually the ability to do something yeah. with with an openness. Yeah, I think because yeah, but then it's also your work is also you can say it's okay. It's a child playing around with, mm -hmm. with weird stuff, but actually not because you know exactly what you like. Even if you improvise, you you've been researching this mm -hmm. this objects for like years. Yeah, it's you know I think it's it comes very much to to a, a, like to this momentum because when you say combining and it's you're absolutely right. But then of course the question is like okay how do you combine blah blah concept and everything. But uh, you know how to have this. Uh, um, I mean. It's not that difficult to make a good. I mean, it's difficult. There's a lot of work, but it's basically you know we do we're doing it a lot for a long time, so we know how to do a piece. Like mm -hmm. you know, like you can, I can sit there and write a string quartet, um, but uh, it's it's more about this uh, deep inner satisfaction of uh, having done something that really you know like okay wow that like you know I. You can say I had fun, or you can say it is unique, however you call it. But you have this gravity of, uh, okay, this this is going the way it has to go. Mm -hmm. So that and that's also very difficult in composition when you're sitting these months at the table, you know, and you have basically you can do whatever you want. You're completely free. I mean, yes, you have instruments, whatever. But like, why this and not this? Why that and not that? And okay, of course, there's many yeah. techniques. But this and, and there, so how you combine the physical training and the conceptual mm -hmm. uh, good. For me, it's the, the answer would be like this momentum. For example, like one sort of like a, like a some sort of vision, like for instance, sitting on the balcony and I, okay, you have this one scene. You have one scene of combining, uh, you know, something uh, visual and physical and a concrete sound and the, 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 the momentum of something from far away connecting with something near. And that's already, for example, if you, if you okay, you take this, and, and you had it, so you had this momentum of, wow, mm -hmm. okay, this, is, this, I, this interests me, I want to try it out and work with it, good. So you have something on the table. And then you can just, you know, take a big uh, magnifier lens and you look at this one event that really interests you. Mm -hmm. And, you, and you, you know, you go inside there, and then you see the elements that are already there. And then what you do, you can kind of expand and, you know, and uh, these relationships that are there, transpose them to the different elements that you have. But at the same time, you do it with this, uh, with this knowing of the, of the, of the media that you are, um, that you are dealing with. Mm -hmm. Because of course, then uh, talking about contemporary music and, uh, yeah, like the context, you know, the context. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, because this is what you... Th I think this is something that, uh, for example, bothers you when, you when you were talking about somebody, somebody making a good concept, right? It already sounds a little bit negative because... No, because no, it's great. I mean, I love it. But then the execution has exactly, to Exactly, yes, exactly. Because this is, this is exactly the point. Because very often, okay, you have a good concept, but the translation is basically this, the, the whole thing. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, maybe it's really minimal and the concept is already almost everything. Mm -hmm. Could be, but then also there is this awareness of, okay, this is already enough for the whole thing, the concept. Right. Or the translation, like how do you, how do you really translate it into the uh, musical moment or into the thing. And there I'm noticing that almost never it is one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Like these little adjustments, okay, this actually has to be longer or this actually has to be, has, has, something has to change when it goes from one room into the other. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and these are the, um, the, the, the things would, that makes difference. I always find, find uh, because you always say about combining elements, like I always find that the piece is, is always, the process of a piece always starts like a, like a year before for me. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like the collective ideas is constant, but somehow once, once I start doing something, like I, I connect to a thread that started a year ago, for yeah. example. I don't know if you have it like this as well. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, uh, like I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm learning it all, mm. all the time, learning, but basically yeah. I'm, I'm noticing that, you know, like comes an idea and you, I already like, okay, I immediately try to write it down or basically it's almost, I'm actually drawing these little drawings of little people, he goes here, he goes there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there I, and then, but it's so clear, okay, this is, I have no idea when this can happen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe may, even two years later, mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe maybe that could be the, where right. I put it. Right. So yeah, yeah it's a beautiful thing to, to be do, to be to have the freedom to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that that is. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy to talk about this because yes. every time I <laughs> I talk with someone that does it from passion in and and from love, like I realize, yeah, I also love to do that. I also want to do that, and then I actually and exactly know the feeling of mm -hmm. actually having that freedom of being able to combine elements that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Would you want to see one of the sketch, for example? Yeah, sure. Yes? Show me, show me. Yeah, for example, like this is, okay, this is, uh, there was this idea uh, to, like, you know, like you have a, you have a, a, like a blues singer, an Indian classical singer, and a Korean opera singer, and a an, and Baroque opera singer. So you have four singers from completely different backgrounds, and and they are really uh, like uh, if you hear this uh, the Korean I mean it's like really different things mm -hmm. and with the percussion and their respective instruments and you have like like I want to combine those kind of completely different techniques mm -hmm. but not like a quotation or just okay one then the next one but so that they really maybe I don't know if I need to so do that with closed headphones mm -hmm. or not but they really intervene them so that they come together yeah basically. Basically that, but still without losing their uniqueness, because it's not like now a Korean classical singer can now just improvise and jam with the Baroque. <laughs> then it's going to be those uh, silly, awkward moments of like, I don't know, Ingvi Malmsteen playing with a classical, like heavy metal guitar player goes uh, London Symphony Orchestra. I mean, it's fun, but it's like, okay, or maybe, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but really like make them, intervene in some way and then who are those people that, that, these that are, died <laughs> these are people with the, with the knives that dance and i have the feeling that they have either to be like people with knives that dance. they either have to be dancers or like shaolin monks or something so they do dance but they really do martial arts in a real way like in a dangerous way and this whole is, I don't know, some sort of epic listening theater of some epic proportions with... The... But if they had knives, then they can make sounds with knives. I guess exactly. They, that yeah. was the beginning, that they actually, they do the rhythm with the knives. So that they are sharpen cool. them. This is super cool. And I don't know if it's a, if it's a musical, if it's a music theater or just a piece oh, or, or stuff so like nice. that. This is so nice. Uh, we can work together. <laughs> yeah. More. This is the, like, I think somewhere was the... Nice. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> and then one page, this should be like, you know, Jack, no, no, <laughs> what was it? I think I lost it. All work and no fun make Jack, make Jack, Jack a, a dull, dull boy. boy. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> it's <like all> work. <laughs> yeah. No, this is actually, this is, because of course this is the, the most fun moment, because you just, this has this great image, this vision, and you can just, and then of course, like, starting to work on it in detail, okay, this is actually not possible, 
and this is possible, there has to be different. Yeah, then but there, there, there is an art in compromising. I feel yeah. that, that it's a nice... I always like when there is a constraint and when I have to solve an actual issue. So, for example, oh, this is not possible, but we can do yeah. it like that. Yeah, this is the most creative, the most interesting thing yeah. even for me. Because sitting at a blank paper for me is like... Terrible, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hate, I hate studios that have no character. Like mm -hmm. you just enter, it's like there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Like, but some people love it. Some people need that. Some people need like just complete openness, complete. I like noise everywhere. Like yeah, people yeah, construction yeah. work. People constantly looking at what uh -huh. you do. I love that. I love when there is chaos. It's personal, right? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course that's also like basically it's your it's our duty to organize ourselves mm. to have that what we need to to do the to do some stuff. Yeah. Okay then, I think <laughs> then we can wrap it up here. We have so right. much more. Like uh, Alex is doing uh, incredible work with objects, and I think that's also something that I'm actually personally fascinated. Like how you can interact with objects. Of course, musicians interact with objects all the time. But your objects are very different objects than normal musician would interact with. So I think this is extremely interesting. And I guess uh, you just have to check Alex's work out because it's extremely interesting. Uh, you're based in Vienna, but you're also in Russia, Italy, and all around the world. So thank yeah, you so now much. making this project in Halle in Germany with oh. this uh, Berlin collective. Hauenstechen. Mm -hmm. They're really, it's, it's a completely different world because they're making Rimsky Korsakov opera, mm -hmm. classical opera, and inside of that I'm doing uh, like my pieces inside of this opera. Cool. And so there's this like absolutely traditional singers which I have to work with but make them do something very out of their comfort zone. So yeah, nice. so of course a lot of, a lot of shit. <laughs> So yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. Yes, great conversation. And yeah, we see each other yes. again and again and again. <laughs> Probably and like again. five minutes now <laughs> after dismantling the cameras and everything. All right. Thank you so much. Yes. Hi, this is Higgin and I hope you enjoyed what you just listened to. I love having those conversations. But it's a lot of work, so you can help me out by becoming a patron, whether it's on patreon.com or on PayPal. This will help to keep the quality and the frequency of the podcast. Otherwise, have a wonderful day and see you very soon.